This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. Hey, I got an email. Hi, it is the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? I am doing good. A little bit of a hectic time here in the Garage Logic Podcast yeah. Studios, but that we, you know, because. We took last week off, mm-hmm. but we need to provide uh, the, the the dire listener with the content that they need with the weekly scramble. You know, I'm going to start this. You know that recently my family sold our company, right? And, and you I, know, I heard that. Yes, you did. And, and I have this new boss. And yesterday, one of the sweetest things ever happened. So I'm at a speech that my boss is giving. It's a pretty serious speech, right? Mm-hmm. And he's giving it to a handful of people. And at 10 minutes to three, my phone alarm goes off. And I was like, 10, you know, what, 250, you know, uh, what's going on? And I quickly pull my phone because my phone's on silent. Yeah. I quickly pull it off and I, I shut off the alarm, right? Yeah. Then at three o'clock, 10 minutes more into a speech, my phone alarm goes off. No. And I said, I said, man, I, I am so sorry. I, I, I mean, now I'm feeling like, what is going on? He's even looking at me like, what, what are you doing, dude? 310, my phone alarm goes off. I'm like, like, what is going on? I've never set those alarms. At this point, you should probably shut the phone off. Right? I, well, <laughs> I, I've never set the alarms like that, so I have no idea what's going on. So I, I get up. He, he's done with his speech. Everyone leaves. I said, hey, I just want to apologize. And he said, I thought it was something. I was, you were trying to give me a, a hint to wrap it up. And I, I was like, no, boy, you're my boss. Well, I'm not going to give you a hint to wrap the it Oscar, up. The uh, Oscar, pull him off the stage. Get yeah. home, right? What does my wife say? I said, hey, how you doing, honey? She goes, did you uh, get something good today? And I'm like, oh, what do you mean? She goes, I, you know, do you, anything alarming happen? I said, what? And she had set three alarms at 253 oh, no. and 3.10 to tell me that she loved me three times. And I was like, oh, my God, I was going to get fired. <laughs> it was super sweet. And 99% of the time, I'm not in a, a meeting. Right. It, would, it, where would've, it wouldn't it would've, have mattered. It would have right, been right. sweet. I could have looked at the alarm that said, oh, I love you. I said, wait, what, you know what I mean? Like, you know how you can set an alarm and you put some titles to it. Mm-hmm. So she had done that as this sweet thing. Little did she know that I was interrupting my boss mm-hmm. three times in 30 minutes. You know what you should have done? What's that? Well, what was your response to my, her? My response was, thank you. Oh. I didn't want to say to her, sure. hey, like you almost got me fired. Congratulations. Uh, see, that's what I would have done. I would have yeah. said, well, you know what happened, right? <laughs> I would have said, uh, because of those three alarms going off when the new boss was giving his speech, uh. I was asked to kindly leave. Yeah, forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I would yeah. never. No, I would never no. Do but that. that was uh, just one of those fun things. So it's one. Um, I got to feel the fear of. Oh my God, I'm really disappointing my boss. Right. Mm-hmm. I haven't had that fear in a long time because I've been disappointing my father for years, and he was my boss forever. Right. 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 And then, secondly, but now you've got standards. Yeah. Now I have to have a whole <laughs> other level. And then, secondly, I got to be. Uh, validated that my love is real with my wife because she cared enough to set three alarms very on sweet. my phone for me. What a s- sweetheart. That is very, very that, sweet. So that's that's the, in, since I've been on last, that is the best thing that's happened to me since then. Well, it's funny you mentioned since the last time we've been on. Mm-hmm. So I think some people are keen to what's going on in my personal life. Uh, we are in the process of moving. Fun. And the last time my wife and I moved, we had a then two-year-old and an unborn one mm-hmm. ready to pop. Mm-hmm. Okay, one in the oven. They call so that. we. It was basically I did the vast majority of moving, and it was fine because for the most part it was just stuff for the baby or mm-hmm. the, you know the two year old, and then just our stuff. 
a little different now. It's some toys. Because the kids are older. We've been selling a lot of stuff. So it's been kind of hectic. We've had to, you know, you got to stay out of the house for showings and you got to stay out of the house for inspections. And oh, you got to, there's a six o'clock. So it's been a lot of that. You know what that sure, process sure. is like. And so I get a call on Monday of last week. And it's a good friend of mine. And he says, what are you doing this weekend? And I'm thinking, well, you know, at this point, I'm working. Yeah. Well, we had already, we had already, um, had gone through the process of reaching a purchase agreement with our current home and mm-hmm. whatever. So we were kind of in that waiting period where, okay, well, we still need to be out of the house on the weekend, which is not fun when no. it's a weekend when you have two kids under the age of 10. And it's going to be two degrees or whatever. So then I said, well, depends. And he said, I have a ticket for you. And I said, okay. And so Saturday, or excuse me, Friday afternoon, uh, we did the show. We did Garage Logic. Mm-hmm. And we had had that weather, you know, we yep. had, you know, southern Minnesota or southwestern Minnesota got pummeled with a foot of snow. And I even out my way in Carver, we got about a half a foot. Okay. So I hit the road and I was going to go to the Buffalo Bills game Saturday night. Yes. So I left here and got all the way to, I probably left here around between 3 and 3.30. Got all the way to the Michigan and Indiana border. Okay. Uh, new, new, new something, new something, Michigan, right on the okay. border, right, right on the lake. Sure. Spent the night, got back up, got all the way to Buffalo the next, the next morning. Well, morning, then early afternoon. All right. And as I'm driving there, it's my good friend, Ryan, who mm-hmm. I've gone to a million Bills games with. He's great. And he, he calls me maybe at about 11 o'clock Eastern. Okay. okay. And he says, where are you? I said, well, I'm driving. Game's at eight o'clock tonight, right? Yeah, but. We're going to start tailgating at noon. Well, yeah, but you said, like, you don't need me there at noon. Well, but. I, I said, well, I don't. I'm According to my map, you know, I'm looking at my phone. Yeah. I said, well, my phone says I'm, I should be there around, like, 3. But, you know, i got to probably stop at least once yeah. to get there. Oh, man, well, you're going to be late. And I'm thinking, yeah. how many hours early do I need to be? Mike, I got to town at, and it's right off, you know, it's in Orchard Park. It's not actually in Buffalo. It's in okay. a southwest suburb. So picture, like, Eden Prairie. Okay. In so you don't necessarily term, need to go through town. Correct. And it's right off the it's right off the interstate. Mm-hmm. So I pull off, I start making my way at three o'clock in the afternoon, and I could not believe what I saw. Really? Every parking lot. So the picture the stadium. <clears throat> did you watch any of the game? I did. So picture the stadium, and around it is a I think it's the Erie Community College. All right, and so they have huge parking lots okay. uh, where people, a lot of people, congregate, and it was a sea of humanity, mm-hmm. and it was not warm. No, it was very cold. Yeah, when I pulled up, it was still light out, and my dash read zero. Oh, good. And you had, if I'm not mistaken, you had a baseball cap on. Correct. When I got okay. there, yes. Okay. When I got there, because that is probably not appropriate. No, weather. but that, keep in mind, I had just. Walked out of the vehicle, so I was in that warm vehicle for. Okay, but you didn't have a. Did you have a seven hours? Oh, the, I had the whole. I oh, had the you snowmobile did. Okay, coat. Got it, got it. I, had, I was like, that seems no, like you're going to freeze. I, I was prepared, right. so we get out, and I think, okay, well, everyone's and the the lot I was supposed to drive to was completely full. Okay, to the point where the cones were in front. Sure. So I called my buddy. I said, "Hey, dude, the lot's yeah, full." Where, He's where like, "No, no, no, I got a spot for you. Just just pull up, and I'll I'll move the cones. Pulled up, no problem." Then the bonfire was. Six feet from my vehicle. Oh, that's kind of nice. <laughs> Keep your car nice and warm. But I thought, so they, they it was kind of nice because I, I knew a few of the guys that were there. And so they set it up and I pull up and they set up the fire. And then all of a sudden everybody starts putting their 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 12 packs next to the fire. Mm-hmm. 
I said, what are, what are you doing? He goes, well, we got to keep the beers warm. They're frozen. Because they were literally freezing wow. and exploding because wow. it was that cold out. And so we went to the game. It was fun. Uh, Bills kicked the hell out of New England. And in the third quarter, I said, hey, um, <laughs> this has been fun. And yeah. I just did the Irish goodbye. Sure. And, and Ryan and I have that kind of relationship he where care. he knows no, he, he absolutely yeah. knows that I'm going to do that. Okay, yeah. Because I'm thinking, all right, I got to get up. Oh, I, have, I've, I left out the best part. Former Channel 5 meteorologist Patrick Hammer. I love the Hammer. Now One of my lives, favorite guys. Now lives in Buffalo. Yep, yep. And he does, the, he's the chief meteorologist for, I believe it's the NBC affiliate mm-hmm. in town. And so he, Rookie, you just talked to Rookie a second yep, ago. Yep. Rookie apparently had mentioned something to him that I was coming to the game because I did not know this, but that little storm that okay. I drove through like yeah. in western Wisconsin was coming was that following way. following you. Okay. And, <laughs> and Buffalo can get two feet of snow in so, an hour. So Hammer calls me on my cell phone. I go, oh, hey, Patrick Hammer. Yeah, He's like, yeah. hey, I hear you're coming to town for the game. And I said, yeah. He goes, what time are you leaving? And I went, what do you mean? He said, well, are you, you're leaving Sunday, I hope, right? I said, well, yeah, I was going to come come in town for the game. I'm going to swing in, go to the game, mm-hmm. probably stay overnight, and then I'm going to head out in the morning. Yeah. He said, yeah, you better get a move on. I said, oh, God, what? He said, you know that storm you drove through when you got here? I said, oh. yeah. He said, well, it's going to go down to... Like swing down to Tennessee, you know, Denny Green, Calcutta sure. Clippers, swings yeah, down, swings yeah. up. He said it's going to go down to Tennessee, gain a ton of moisture because right of the up. humidity, and it's going to come straight up. And I said, well, how far uh, do I have to worry about it heading west? Yeah, like what what town am I going to hit the edge he of it? He said yeah. if you can get through the state of Ohio by lunchtime, you should be okay. Okay. And I'm thinking. Isn't that kind of nice to have a Oh, yeah, I got the personalized that, forecast. Yes. It was fantastic. Uh-huh. And I said, well, what are, you, what are you talking about? He said, well, okay, I'll put it to you. Here's how weather works in Buffalo. So I got kind of a little history mm-hmm, on this. Mm-hmm. He said, we'll get the initial blast of snow, but then we get the lake effect snow after that. Yeah. Because once it hits the hits the water, then the wind go. blows yep. it right back yep. in. They got 16 inches oh, of yeah. snow where yeah. I was parked. Less than 24 hours before when that. Patrick, so I got I, super lucky. I had gone out with Patrick a lot because we both so lived great. in St. Paul. He's super fun. Yeah, like, we actually, awesome. became really, really good friends, yeah. right? And Patrick like knew how to celebrate. He was a celebrator. <laughs> so much so that we would often just lose his car. It's like, well, <laughs> your car should be at one of the places where we left. But right. he is so much fun. But when he left Minneapolis to go to Buffalo, I was like, is that... Like, isn't this market better? He loves it. He there. loves it because yeah. as a meteorologist, he's like, I get to deal with. Yes. I mean, people have to pay attention to me because you could leave home in the morning and then have 18 inches of snow yep. on the way home. So he's like, weather in, in Buffalo is way bigger deal. But I wanted to digress back to your original story of a guy calling you, Ryan, saying, mm-hmm. hey, I have a ticket for you. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking of 142000 and you might say, what is 142,000? Can, can I write it down? Yes, 142,000. I think that is the number that if Ryan said to me, Mike, hop in a car, drive to Buffalo, stand out in a parking lot with a bunch of drunk idiots, go to a Buffalo Bills game, figure out where you're going to sleep that night and drive home, I would need 142,000 bucks That's to do exactly that. That's exactly what I wrote down. The amount of money that Mike F. would need to do what Reavers does. Uh, I just... There's sure. not a chance in my life I'd say, oh, I would, I'd actually be kind of pissed that he offered the ticket to me. I'd be like, <laughs> how dare you think I would do that? Well, you know me. I'm you a road, a road trip tripper. I loved a road trip. I think even Kenny, you, you talked about this on Garage Logic, and Kenny on said, Monday, yeah. you are the ultimate road tripper. I do like to road trip, but, right? but I like to road trip alone. alone. Yeah. Or yeah. back in the day, before I had kids, my wife was a perfect companion because... 
she knew when to keep, you know, she just knew that, okay, now it's just time to be quiet. Does she do that thing where you hop into the car and she rolls up into a little ball in the passenger seat and falls asleep? No, because she can't do, I mean, unless it's, you know, in the middle of the night, Okay, then she will. But otherwise, no, she she can't do that. I hop into the car and we're going to the cabin or something. And I said, okay, like kids and wife, like, uh, what are we going to talk about? Everyone has their own headphones on. Yeah. Everyone's looking at their thing. And I said, okay. And then I'll turn on the radio and they'll be like, could you turn that down a little yep. bit? I'm like, That's, I get one thing. I get to drive in the radio. That's what I get to pick. But yeah, 142,000. I was thinking about Souchere and I thought, how much would it be? To get Souchere to drive to Buffalo, New York, to yeah. stand in a frozen parking lot. Oh, yeah. It looked, and, and if I'm not mistaken, you thought, because Ryan's a big wig with Buffalo, yeah. yep. you thought maybe you were going to be in an oh. interior seat sure where did. you could warm up. Sure did. And that didn't happen that no, time. No, we had great seats, by sure. the way. Sure, okay. But yeah, it was. Although, it, because, you know, hold on. Let me, let me gather <laughs> my thought here. So here's truly how it kind of came about. Mm-hmm. So, I knew that we were going to have to be out of the house for the weekend. My my wife was planning on taking the boys up to go visit her mom. We had just done Christmas. I said, well, I don't want to. Why do you need to be out of the house for the weekend? Well, there's because of you know inspections, showings, oh, all this okay, stuff. Got and it, we got did it, it okay. the previous weekend, which I said, why don't we just go somewhere? Yeah, just instead of having to easier. run the Target or something. Yeah. And so then I thought, well, you know what? It's been a while since I've and I loved a road trip. And <laughs> even Hammer was giving me crap because he said, why don't you fly here? Well, a you can't get a direct flight to Buffalo and. This just in, the airports are now a bleep show. Yeah, it might take you just as long to get there as driving. And you don't even know if your flight's guaranteed these days. Plus, honestly, it's not that long of a drive. Think of driving to Chicago. Think of driving to Chicago, right? Okay, five hours. Halfway. A little over halfway. Oh, really? Once once you get through Chicago. Okay, so it's a 10-hour drive? 11-ish. 11 to 12-ish. Depends on how fast you're willing to push the envelope. uh, 142,000. Right. But (laughs) there's two really cool aspects of that drive. I've made it. Twice now? three, tw- Twice or three times. I can't remember. But it's really cool because when you drive through Cleveland, you butt along the south portion of Lake Erie. Mm-hmm. And it's really neat. And so and it was actually really nice. It was like 30, and all of a sudden you're looking at the dash. It's 28, oh, 25, just, oh, as you no. keep getting closer and closer to town. Um, so anyway, so I'm thinking, all right, they were, the game was in hand. I'm going to get out of here. Yeah. So what I ended up doing, because no rooms were available. In the vicinity of sure, that so stadium, you just started driving back. So I started heading west, and, and sure. I got all the way to. And I was, and trust me, I was fine. Sure. I had had a couple before the yeah, game. Yeah, you, you know what you're doing. But you're a, never going to take a risk. Once with that. I got to the stadium, I went, "Nope, I'm good." Because yeah. then I thought, "Well, that's my chance to get get healthy again." Sure. So yeah. then I got back in my vehicle and started heading west, and I got all the way to Erie, Pennsylvania. Okay. Which is about an hour, give or take, an hour away. Mm-hmm. Nothing but availability. Okay. So then I'm thinking, all right, well, now I'm one hour closer to getting yeah. home. Yeah. Cut up early because when I'm traveling like that, I can't sleep because I'm always afraid I'm going to oversleep. So it was really cool because I stayed at this hotel that had just a podunk local town bar across the across the street, and it was fun. Okay, so I got there about maybe between ten thirty to around ten thirty. I thought I gotta I gotta go in here for one. Okay, that's the tales from the road, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go in and. Nobody's nobody's there, even though it's a Saturday night. Really? Yeah. So I was I was talking with the bartender and the um, and the security guy, security guy, mm-hmm. and they were cool. They could not have possibly been cooler. And they said, "Well, wait a minute, you're driving to Minneapolis in the morning." I said, "Yeah, I explained the story, whatever." And so did a shot with the bartender, huh. walked back to my hotel room, and 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 crashed for the night. And so uh, the next morning, got up about seven thirty, went well. <clears throat> let's go. Here we go. Got in the car. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got my coffee, got my water. I'm good to go. Got about an hour in and went, whew, 
10 more hours. Here we go. Oh, no. <laughs> but you go through, you know, you go through Pennsylvania very briefly. Well, then, Pennsylvania is pretty. Yeah. And ride. then you go through Ohio, mm-hmm. which is the longest part of the drive. Okay. That's going through the, because you take the Ohio Turnpike through there. And then it's Indiana, Illinois, yeah. Wisconsin, <laughs> and then you're finally home. Yeah. Uh, and then when I got home, I was notified that while I was gone, um, my wife and my two beautiful boys decided to go get another cat. Oh. While I was gone. Oh no. And I You're thought, moving. And I thought You're just gonna move. Why get another cat? I thought, okay. She completely planned this. Because when I told her about this, I said, Is that okay? She said, You should go. Oh my God, you should totally go. She said, Go clear your mind. Go oh. go have fun. Because you know, we're kind of in a stressful part. Yeah, we're, yeah. we were in that limbo stage of we didn't really have anything to do until sure. the big move was coming yeah. in. And I thought, she set me up. She did set you up for a stinking time. cat. So not only did you have to go all that way, but you had to get paid with a cat when you got home. Mm-hmm. Did you name name this cat? Because well, you, he's he's a Princess white, Buttercup. No, or? he's a he's okay. a white kitten that was abandoned. Okay, so he's a rescue. Well, they're of course all abandoned. Yeah, right? no, and this one was, and the only sure. reason and I know that by is a, because a male, probably he has a sister who was also abandoned by mom, and my mother adopted that one. Okay, got so it. it was a combo mm-hmm. combo deal, mm-hmm. and uh, so we named him Wilson after the volleyball. The volleyball. Okay, yeah. well that's so, pretty good. Anyway. Yeah. Well, well done, Reavers. I'm yeah. I'm very proud of you that you can do that. What would Souchere do? What would is Souchere a driver? And, you know, oh, he did this. Yeah. Well, he did this Florida thing. I heard a little bit of that. Yeah, he did that. But I've you know I've often said to him, Joe, you were made for a road trip like that. You know, remember when I made the dumb dumb run from Absolutely. California? Yeah, that's as scenic as it gets. Driving through the mountains and you know in Utah and Wyoming and Colorado, you know, granted you have to be worried about what time of the year you're doing Mm -hmm. it based upon weather. But I said, Joe, this was made for you. Now, granted, not many people are going to road trip how I road trip, which is I'm getting in this car and I'm not stopping until my gas gauge says E. Sure, and that's when I'm stopping. Yeah, and it's going to take me eight hours between yeah, correct, yeah, long, long runs. Yeah, so that that's how I road trip. Like we're going to go, we're going to get there. When my wife and kids are with me, then it's you know every two hours we sure. gotta stop to go to the bathroom. Yeah, or, don't you or love whatever. like we, we drive up to the cabin? And it's like three stops on the way cabin. It's like it's a two and a half hour ride. <laughs> we don't need to stop three We're times. We're good here, right? Yeah, we right. could just we could power all the way through, kids. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I I know uh, on Garage Logic, you guys were talking about doing like going to Schmelz, mm-hmm. getting three Alfa Romeos or yep. something, yep. and saying, hey, let's go. The only problem is now. Every one of those Alfa Romeos is worth gold because no one has any cars, so they can't just let you guys borrow three cars, right? Right. There's no chance that was going to no, happen. No. I wonder how that would work. I wonder if you could do a like on the road podcast with Kenny I, from the Krabby Coffee honestly, Shop. I had said because of the the way now that we're doing the show as opposed to being on the radio, we can do. I mean, you know, we have a friend that used to work here. That that's basically what his show is. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, he's not doing it every day, yeah. but he's he's made that his show where yeah. he's just on the road all on the, the road. time, yeah. which is brilliant. Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant. That is cool. It was. It was. I'm, I'm going to go back to Garage Logic because everybody, very often, people who listen to our weekly scramble mm-hmm. are members of the Garage Logic fan absolutely. club. Right. We're all in that same thing. And I'm a fan of Garage Logic. But I was thinking that I, they were talking about Kenny and Kenny said he hasn't been on a plane for 15 years. I know. He seems like he would go someplace. He he really his persona on the podcast is a little different than his persona in real life. I mean, and he tells us his real life stories, right? Mm-hmm. You, you get to know him. My wife 
loves him, right? <laughs> I mean, loves him because he's on 107.1, sure, right? Yep. So she hears him on the female-oriented radio station that Hubbard has. In the morning. Yep. In the morning. And she, we saw him at the state fair, right? And, yep. and I went and introduced him. You know the whole story. I went and introduced him. But I took a picture of those two, and he said to me, hand me the picture. And I said, why? And he goes, I want to I make sure I look good. And I said, Wait, what? <laughs> like, not a chance in my life would I say to somebody, "Hold on, let me see the camera to make right, sure I look good." Right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look the way I'm gonna look. It, it is what it is. It was, and he was serious. He, he didn't want to have a picture out there where he didn't look good. I thought, Kenny, you're, you're fine, dude. What? Why would you? I would have never thought he would have had that vanity or that thing about him at all. To the point where. When we took a group photo outside of the stadium last Saturday night, mm-hmm. there was maybe 15 of us. I can't remember how many there were. And to the point where we're all huddled up and yay. Yeah. And to the point where the you know they took a couple, but the one that everyone chose to post was me looking off to the side because someone had said, nice jacket, dork. And I went, thanks. <laughs> and that's the picture that ended uh, up getting posted, which is hilarious because oh, I don't care. Good. What, don't what care. do I care? But yeah, I always love the... The one person that's not looking at the not, camera not and looking. that happened to be me. <laughs> they, all, they always say that if you don't think you're a narcissist, go ahead and start looking at pictures that you're in because the first thing you do is, let me see what I look like. <laughs> so uh, I was going to go further in depth with football and I completely forgot what I was about to say. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. So I get it. I grew up with the Dome. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I get it completely. I think I went to one game when they played at the Gophers Stadium. Okay. The, 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 uh, one Viking, I've been to a million Gopher games. Sure. But I went to one Vikings game when they played at the Gophers Stadium, and it wasn't, it was maybe mid to late October, I think. So it's still pretty nice. Yeah. I don't know how fans do it. I'm not kidding because I get it. We're a hearty bunch, yeah. and we, we're here, we're, we're from the frozen tundra. Bleep that. Yeah, it's cold. I, Mike, we're inside, and it's it's you know it's an it's an outdated stadium, mm-hmm. but it still has a great game day atmosphere. When I walked in, because they were all super paranoid that the bill that the Patriots were going to end their season, sure. And when we walked up to our seats, you could just tell the energy inside that stadium. I said they are going to freaking roll New England. Oh, really? I could just tell right away. I wonder if there's any scientific truth to that. I always and again. I'm a completely amateur sports mm. analyzer, right? But you do it all the time, yeah. But I, I was looking at both sidelines, and you could see j- complete juice on one side yeah, and the yeah. other side looking like, we don't want to be here. Really? I could just tell right away. Yeah. And it's New England. They've they've been at yeah, you know, they, big stages, done it. Yeah, but yeah. I just could tell right away. I said, they're, they're going to get rolled. New England knew they didn't have the team to carry them the whole I way. I think so. So but, why would it matter? So yeah. we're standing there, and when you're, you know, amidst, I think their capacity is 70,000 people. Mm-hmm. And it was packed. Trust yeah, me, yeah. it was it was packed. And I thought, okay, I'm a little bit warmer because I'm you know in with all <laughs> yeah, these I'm people, tucked but in. I'm still cold. Yeah, and my face still hurt Tuesday morning. Ugh. So I, I don't think I got frostbite, but Just I definitely wind got windburn. Oh yeah. yeah, big time. Well, I remember going to the so Packers bless you stadium. fans that love doing that. People do it. People yeah. do it. I, yeah, I, I know. I, you go to the Packer Stadium, and the only place there's warmth is in the in the, the bathrooms. Bathroom. Yeah, and you just smell like. Warm urine, and you're like, oh, it's so warm in here. I'll I'll take this scent of warm urine. It's the 98.6 degree urine that's warming up this whole place, and it is like you slowly go in there and you take a little extra time. And right. never have you wanted to stand at a trough so much. I don't know who invented that trough. I don't know who. You said, have uh, you have seen the infamous YouTube video? Have you not? No. It is at a uh, Chicago Cubs game, I believe. Yes, because okay. it was Wrigley Field, and this is in the. Early years of YouTube. Okay. So a lot of the cell phone videos are grainy. You know, it's not sure. as clear as, you know, all the high def yeah, cameras it's not a 4K. that everybody has now. And so there is a, a video. It maybe is 30 seconds in length. 
and it's a young man who has probably been overserved. Okay. And he is standing on the trough. Okay. And he's being cheered on by the onlookers okay. inside the men's room. <laughs> and you just hear three, two, one. No. And he takes five running steps and does a home plate slide oh, in the trough gross. at Wrigley Stadium. And yes, he chose to do that to himself. Yeah, yeah. But here's what I'm thinking. Obviously, because it's all about me. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, what if you're the guy or gal? Stuck next to this person, either at the game or the L train leaving the game or in the car on the way home. No, thank you. No, thank you. 142,000. That's what it would take? That's what it would take if someone said, you have to slide. I would rather make 142,000 sliding in urine at the Metrodome than driving all the way out to Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, think of that. Which which one? I mean, you willingly did the I drive to Buffalo. I don't Buffalo. think even if I if I wrote out a check and I don't have this kind of money. Yeah. But if I wrote you a check for one hundred forty two thousand dollars, you would not slide in the trough at Wrigley. For one hundred forty two thousand dollars, okay, I, I would. Okay, so here here's in a, a second. Here, here's a little story. I liked it like that Freakonomics. <laughs> remember no that that would. Freakonomics uh, book? Do you remember that one? Vaguely. It, so one of the things that they talked about is they they went up to people and they said, "Hey, do you have a family pet?" Oh and, yeah 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 yes. Right, and they said, "I'll give you a million dollars." Yes. For your family pet, and every single person said no. Like, <laughs> no, thank you. I'm not going to take a million dollars. Then they said. How much do you owe in your car? And it was like thirty-eight grand. And they said, "Here's thirty-eight thousand dollars. I'll buy your family pet for thirty-eight thousand. And the vast majority of people said yes because it became a real amount to them, right? Like, there's thirty-eight real thousand dollars. That's interesting, isn't it weird? So they said no for a million, a bunch of people. But when it was a true number that paid something big off, like their car or their house, they accepted that number. And I think my acceptable number to slide through the trough at this <laughs> at the Vikings game would be one hundred forty-two grand. If they had a real one hundred forty-two grand, I'd have a real hard time saying, "Well, I can t- for one hundred forty-two thousand, I can take like four hours worth of showers." What's interesting too is the fact that people can't compute. A number that, well, you know, for a million, you'd be able to pay off your car yeah. and your house, most likely, and then have leftover money. I think million isn't real to people, right? It's just such sorry, an unreal Fido, number. You're out. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I love you, my dog, but I'm still going to let you go because someone's going to hand me a million dollars. I find I find those scientific things like that, that like the, yeah. the brain teasers where weird things like that, I find those really interesting. There was another real kind of interesting one. They had a daycare that had a bunch of people like not picking their kids up on time. So like every day, like two or three families would be a little bit late, right? So out of the 50 kids, Kids, three families per day would be a little bit late to pick up their kids. Mm-hmm. So what they said, this is over with. What we're going to do is we're going to charge $10 for 10 minutes if they're late. The very next day, Everyone 41 people were yeah. late. Because yeah. they said, oh, we can be late for 10 oh, bucks." Oh, I was going to have the exact opposite. No, the, they thought no one would be late. But in turn, everyone said, oh, I can just pay to be late? Watch, I'll just pay to be late now. Now charge, and, now charge them a hundred dollars. Yeah, and yeah, see what you their know, and maybe, is. and maybe that ten dollar charge is the right charge because they, hey, you have forty one kids. That's four hundred ten dollars. That's a pretty good ten minutes, That's right? Not bad. You might as well go ahead and take it. But they, it was just the opposite. It was the unintended consequences of their plan, which it seems like the world does a lot of that. Those are that's those are cool stories. Interesting. Um, we need to come up with. Great story by Mike Fredlin. <laughs> yeah, great story. Like Mike. the great Jack story. Handy thing. Yeah, great story. So I, we we got a couple of emails uh, that I wanted to address, and it, they involve the same topic. And so I thought that'd be kind of cool. Jumping from into a urinal. Both, both no. <laughs> okay. Both uh, both about the same subject, but one is from Tim, and the other is from Kellen. 
and they both say the same thing. Hey, Reavers, uh, on the Scramble podcast a few weeks ago, you mentioned mixing screwball whiskey with something. What was it? It sounds delicious. Thank you. That one was from Kellen. And the one from Tim says the same thing. Uh, you were talking about screwball whiskey. You said something that your wife mixes it with something that she liked. Always wondering, or always working to find a drink for the boss lady and wonder if he could share. I did get back to them both independently, but I figured there's probably other people that wanted to hear it. The world wants to know. Screwball whiskey. It's peanut butter flavored. I know it sounds gross. It is fantastic. But what my wife mixes it with She's a huge Aldi fan, mm-hmm. and Aldi makes this cranberry fit water. I okay. don't, I can't remember if it's probiotic or if it's just regular fit water. Mm-hmm. But she mixes it with that, and I've actually had it, and it tastes like a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Okay, so screwball it's whiskey. It, it, who makes screwball whiskey? I they think screw, it's just screwball whiskey. Yeah, I, I think. Okay, because so. uh, was I on that show when you were yes. talking to me? Yes. Are yeah. you sure? Maybe it, it might have been Ben Quam that day. Okay. Okay, because maybe I missed the screwball whiskey story. So it's screwball whiskey that tastes like peanut butter. You've never had it? I don't think I have. Okay. I'm going to go to it and get it right now. No, I'm telling you right now. Okay. Your gal would yes. love it. Because, okay, you, you've you known my wife for almost a decade. 100%. And she's not a big drinker. No. And when she would, it was always, I'll have a seltzer. Sure. Or maybe I'll... Chardonnay or something. Or, or a vodka cranberry. Okay. That was always her drink. And she... She she texted me one day because she knew I was going to Elevate it because we were going up to her um, parents for, at the, I think it was Thanksgiving. Anyway, she said, hey, um, can you pick up some screwball whiskey? And I'm thinking, oh, it must be a gift for yeah. somebody in her family. I said, yeah, sure. Well, I stopped at Elevated, talked to our buddies, and and brought it home. And she opened it up and poured it in a glass. I said, what, 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 what are you doing? What, what are you yeah. doing? She said, well, I, I love this stuff. I went, wait, what? what? Huh? Since when? Yeah. And she said, oh, well, you know, and she explained it to, to me, but I never would have guessed in a million years my wife would have would have been. Now, granted, it's flavored whiskey. Sure. But she, as long as I've known her, she has never drank whiskey. So when I, I'm doing this cartoon bubble, right? Yep, yep. I'm seeing you standing there watching her crank open a <laughs> bottle of whiskey, and then I see your cartoon bubble going, like, night's well, going to get a little crazy. You might think that. Yeah. And obviously, you know, me with my reptilian brain, that's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking, too. However... Movie starts. I'm eating my dinner. She's sleeping. She is falling asleep. Yeah, she's and I then get to just carry her upstairs and put her in bed and go sleep in the basement. You know, it's lucky that both of our wives are tiny. So I was at, <laughs> we went out to the Lexington, right? Lexington's great. There's yeah. a, a band called, it's not Feel the Burn, it's Bernie something. The guy's name is Bernie. His, his kids go to my kids' school, right? Okay. And Bernie looks like. He's not an unhandsome guy. He just looks like a 50 year old guy. He's conservative looking. And they have this little three point three-piece band, and they were unbelievable. Oh, cool. I mean, it was so much fun. People are dancing, and this is the Lexington, right? This yeah. is not like a club. People it's not are, first dance. No, people are dancing, and he's doing like um, obscure U2 songs, like not like Bullet the Blue Sky, like odder ones where you're like, oh, how does he? No, and, it was, and he had went to, he went to Juilliard as a kid, so he's a super talented guy, sure. right? But you just... Didn't know it's a band at the Lexington, right? So I, I'm there, and um, the bartender or the our waiter comes up, and he says, you know, drinks, and he has this German accent. And I said, yeah, you know, we're going to have a bunch of drinks. It's going to be great. He goes, no, 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 we're closing. It's no more drinks. And I said, oh, no more drinks. Okay, so, <laughs> and one of the things that I did is my my wife is a, a, a light drinker, and she said, I can't drink champagne. And we were drinking champagne because we were celebrating. And all of a sudden, we get home, and she turns to me, and she goes, my legs don't work. And I said, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, She's tiny, so I'm whipping her up over the shoulder, and I'm carrying I'm like, are you sure? This can't be comfortable for me to carry you this way, and how could your legs not work? Like, 
you can drink a half a bottle of white wine. They just stop working. She goes, I had champagne. My legs just don't work after champagne. And sure enough, she looked like, you know, those those uh, little animals that you used to buy at a toy store with. They press a little button on the bottom and like it has a string through it. And then the animal collapses because you push the button on the bottom. She looked like just the animal collapsing. I was like, oh, my God, your legs literally are not working. It was so cute. It was so fun. So I'm glad you had a story of having to carry your loved one up (laughs) up to the bed. And I did one of those just flop her into bed and like, good luck to you. Yeah. Even my cartoon bubble was like, I'm just going to leave her alone. Uh, and then I was also going to give another uh, uh, drink recommendation because I had it. I had one of these Saturday night because a lot of warm cocktails were being created. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Coffee-based or something. Coffee. Or fireball-based. Cinnamon whiskey. Oh, yeah. With, oh, shoot, what was the what was the cream? Cream to cocoa, cream to mint. It wasn't cream to mint, maybe or maybe it was. What was the flavor? But it was it was it was basically drinking a, a, a Starbucks coffee. Oh, sounds it good. It was so good, and yeah. it was it was cinnamon whiskey based. I'm assuming it was Fireball, Fireball but it might have been yeah. something else. But man, warm cocktails are very underrated, especially when you're going to a football game that's below zero. Yeah, you're, when you're just holding it against your face to warm up in the mug, <laughs> right, you're like, basically. I'm just going to use your heat to keep me alive. Well, and honestly, you mentioned the the, the bathrooms because they were being used for warmth in addition to yeah, being used. That, that's literally the only and spot, And that's right? wh- another reason, well, I'm not having anything to drink because you're going to stand in line for 45 minutes just waiting to use Worth the restroom. Or you just let it roll. You just let <laughs> no, it roll. You're, you don't you do got it. If you have snow pants on, you're like, I'm just going to warm up. Uh, just like Dumb and Dumber. If you got to do it, you go do it. If you go, man, just go. Just uh, go. There was one other thing that I was going to bring up with you, and I'm failing to find it right now. Oh, darn it. Have you heard from the guy? So um, the people who have been listening to the show for 10 years, Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits was a part of this team for a long time. Yeah. You know, Ryan and Tom. And yep. they're two successful business owners. They own a couple of, of locations in Minneapolis and one in White Bear Lake, uh, Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. I'm not doing a commercial for them. But have you heard from them much? Because, you know, first of all, those guys were our friends. We were They yes. were on every single show. And, I mean, are they still... Is that industry still booming, booming, do you know? It, it is. Um, and I, I don't think that they would mind me sharing this. Well, in fact, I know they won't because you were dealing with this as a as a retail business mm-hmm. owner in, in Minneapolis and yeah. St. Paul. Yeah. One of their biggest issues right now is just staffing issues. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, just like everyone else, they're just, it's, what do you attribute that to? You know, staffing why, issues because we're seeing it everywhere. It's not just at a hardware sure. store. It's not just at a liquor store. It's across the board. You know, Fratelloni's happens to be very lucky because um, we are in an industry that people aren't getting yelled at. It's not super dangerous. You know, in in the world of retail, we do pretty well because you could look. You know, it was funny. I was at a um, a cable TV provider's retail site. I'm not going to say which one, but they sell and supply cable TV to households. But I won't say which one. Sure. And I was in there returning some of my cable stuff and a guy was losing his mind took his cable box whipped it on the ground what? and i turned to the girl who was helping me and i said how do you work here how how can you take people screaming at you cuz i i'm going to tell you i haven't had a customer scream at me in 15 years Right, I mean, it never happens. Yeah. People just don't come into Fratelloni's nuts, right? Right, they just don't do it. They're, How can you, you be? You're at a hardware yeah, store. Yeah, I mean, you're at a hardware it's a store. It's, it's like it's you come in, you get your parts, you get going, you say hello to Bob, the guy you've seen for 20 years. But people that are in other retail, it's just really tough. But what I don't get, maybe what you were referring to, is where like Fratelloni's has job openings and other places have job openings, but where did all those people go that used to fill those job openings? Like we didn't, like the world of retail didn't add 15 million jobs, 
right? Mm -hmm. We just had the same amount of jobs. Now we just have people not filling them. Where do those 15 million people go? Does does that make sense? I don't know. My one philosophy is that if you were... 68 years old, right? And you had that job because you're like, I want to get out of the house. I want to see some people. And if you just It was almost volunteer-based. It was like, hey, I'm just having fun. I don't really care what I make. I like my discount. And and as long as I work in a great environment, that's totally fine. All of a sudden, now I'm working in an environment that I feel a little danger because of COVID, Mm -hmm. that a whole bunch of those people went to the sidelines. That's a good point. And I do think that if the stock market takes a little bit of a dip, Right, not a big dip, but just take a and you know the stock market's been booming, so all of their four hundred one ks, the seniors four hundred one ks have been doing real good, right? They have they mm-hmm. have some security. If there's a little bit of a dip, a whole bunch of them are going to say, ah, I'm going to go make a, hey, you Mike. know, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go make five hundred bucks a month again to just supplement my four hundred one k, right? Yeah, yeah, and that which makes a lot of sense. And you know, we had guys and still do have guys that were in their eighties working for us. Well, I remember right? when I I worked at an Ace Hardware yeah. in Faribault, Minnesota. I loved that job in mm-hmm. high school, and there, it was basically. Me and three other high school kids and retired guys. Retired guys. It was yeah. it was a blast. Yeah. I yeah. absolutely loved working. Yeah, there. it, was so it much is. Fun. It truly is a great job. And I I think retails. I, you know, now we're lucky in Minnesota, so the the winter season slows things down. So service will get a little bit better because sure. we just won't need as you know just business won't be as busy. But then we'll get ready for spring and things will go crazy again. Nice. I can't wait. I, can't I love wait the, I I love the days though when you get excited about a major snowstorm barreling down. The <laughs> oh, that's Twin so cities. fun. It's it's just it's so fun. You know, Sushray said it best. You know, you can hate snow or you can like snow it's going to happen it's either way it's going to happen either way you might as well like you it right and when it, yeah. we're in that business it's it's white gold i just love it nice michael thank you so much <laughs> hey, rivers sir. you are the best and good luck on your move thank you very much uh please do us a favor rate and review the show wherever you are able to download this show whether it be the pod mn app or other entities we would truly appreciate it also helps other people find the weekly scramble for mike fredaloni with fredaloni's hardware and garden store my name is chris reavers we will talk to you again next week and until then cheers